Hello, and welcome to the Weekend Review. I'm SD Wicket. Uh, Mr. Curzon is otherwise engaged. I believe he's playing a gig tonight. This is uh, Friday, the 10th of December. Um, joined, as always, by Luke Perry. Luke, how are you, sir? Um, if what's happened, uh, I couldn't be merrier for old Curzon hmm. getting those outside experiences in before him. Yeah. He's they cut, are, they're cut off forever. They, they are now finite. Uh, depending yes, on the, the size, are numbered. depending on the size of the venue that Curzon is playing in, this may be one of his uh, penultimate um, uh, gigs he's playing. Um, which you know we've we've already alluded to the main topic of uh, tonight's discussion or today's discussion. We're recording quite late in the evening. Uh, we're both a little bit drunk. Um, I've been at my uh, work's Christmas do today. Uh, which had far more alcohol than I was anticipating, and I'm a little bit drunk. And Luke's just gotten drunk on his own volition. Yes, I, I don't need a end of year Christmas party to do that. <laughs> well, his things. So I, I got quite drunk at the do, and then I I won a bottle of wine in the raffle. So I um I I, I shall be getting worse throughout this recording. Um, but yeah. So um, we've already alluded to the 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 uh, the main topic of today's discussion. Um. Which is um, the UK uh, suddenly veering into the same dystopian territory as our European and oceanic cousins? Um, yeah, so we've entered uh, Plan B, as it is referred to as, which is um, the introduction of vaccine passports. The thing that, if you mentioned this time last year, you would have been called a conspiracy theorist. Um, once again, we've been. Uh, validated uh luke what what's your uh, opening remarks on this matter well um i have suggested many times in the past that uh so long as lockdown lasts which is forever uh, as long as lockdowns and other restrictions remain in place as long as the covid act is not repealed we simply call this the broken record podcast because we say the same thing again and again and again because we're stuck in, in a in the same vicious cycle where the government keeps um reintroducing restrictions again and again so we're going to have to say the same thing and this is no different a um a new variant has popped up in the onset of winter panic has spread from what is or isn't perhaps occurring in south africa and um the media presses the panic button here and uh, the rhetoric on restrictions gets heightened it's all given you know, affirmative approval from all the, the blue check marks and the commentary acts. And then uh, the Prime Minister, and then it's suddenly leaked to the press, the Independent and the Sun suddenly has articles saying, government's going to introduce Plan B, lockdowns, whatever. And then uh, there's you know, a casual Prime Minister's dinner time news briefing, and it's announced that our lives will uh, be uh, slightly altered for the next few months. Yes, in, in that you'll either be uh, barred from public amenities or forced to show your papers in order to gain entry. Yes, but in either case, your liberty is um, now redundant. Yeah, it's kaput. Um, and that's the thing. That's the thing that we've been saying for such a long time that if the public didn't kick back seriously and strongly against the introduction of new restrictions then um this would not be the end of it um and once again we've been vindicated because we were saying last year um probably about this time last year that this was going to happen and look what it look look it happened you know we were, like you know we were told vaccine passports were a, you know a, a tinfoil hat fever dream and now they're here because this this, this is a government which is clearly 
having its marionette strings pulled by external forces. And, you know, there is absolutely no justification for the the new uh, regulations. I mean, it's you know supposedly about the Omicron variant, which um, thus far has not killed a single individual. Um, its symptoms are more akin to the common cold than the Alpha or Delta variants. It's just it, it's a complete con, and the government has lost all moral authority um, to the point where now. I mean, you know, I, I already scoffed at restrictions, but now I will show them utter disrespect, the same level of respect that they deserve because they're unwarranted, unjustified and immoral. Well, yes, it's certainly all of the above. And um, the government knows it. It, it, it's not it's not a case of politics. And you're thinking that you your opponent, that you believe your opponent is stupid. No, no, no. Our, our opponents don't know exactly what they're doing. They're power hungry. They've, um, like you said, got that shot of heroin and are chasing the dragon for more. And uh, the Omicron variant falls into the lap. And now they have this excuse to um, put more coal onto the fire. But yeah, and, uh, basically, this was to the government what finding a £20 note on the floor is for a junkie. Right. Yeah. It's just it's oh great, I can I can indulge more in my chronic addiction, which is in this case is uh coercive power over the public. I mean, this is completely unprecedented. The idea that now you will have to show you will have to violate your own medical privacy in order to gain access to a uh publicly enjoyed venue is well the only two words I can that even remotely come to mind are evil and treason. Yeah, synonyms. And uh, I've got a couple of some personal stories about the um, the introduction of vaccine passports. Now, that the, the golden ticket for many will be a, a negative lateral flow test, which is very easy to, to exploit. Because I know in the past, some school kids that sort of doing the reverse poured lemon onto, mm. <laughs> onto it and um, got their entire class sent home. Countless hours of learning, so-called learning, was lost. Now, um, so with the... Uh, the requirement of presenting your vac- digital vaccination card or a negative lateral flow test taken 48 hours will sure frightens many including us too and uh, has a um, sort of thrown future sort of future events which we will attend into doubt now myself and Curzon were planning on going to the Alexandra Palace to watch the darts yeah. in um, later this month. Now, of course, that's the venue over 10,000 indoors. It will require us to present some form of medical documentation. And um, I don't think any of us are, will- are willing to show that. And um, yeah, I'm not up for giving this regime any further legitimacy. Hmm. And uh, for a minute, I also thought I was worried that uh, my football club uh, of Cambridge United would, um, would have vaccine passports but uh, it's the capacity is fortunately not big enough. Hmm. It's um, some of it is standing, but um, if vaccine passport, well, they can cordon off some sections of the ground. But um, luckily, uh, we've I've been spared that. But uh, many others haven't. There are many football teams far more successful than us with far greater grounds. Um, I feel honestly so. Uh, angry on their behalf and saddened that mm. a big part of their life because what was a big part of our life for many people that's been snuffed out in a heartbeat mm. yeah 
Um, I think the most infuriating part for anyone is the fact that this came within 24 hours of the revelations that the our, our overlords had not played by the rules that they had inflicted. And, you know, it's a tale that we've heard routinely throughout this process. You know, it's Nal Ferguson, it's Nancy Pelosi, it's Gavin Newsom in California, um, Dominic Cummings, and now it's the government. You know, they, they are alleged to have thrown around seven parties with um, attendees uh Sort of essentially testifying that these parties did take place um you know there's egg on the government's face and their response wasn't to say okay yes we don't believe in the same positions you know we, we don't believe that uh, we should follow the same rules as the plebs it's to you know punish us for finding out about the skeletons in their closet well it's certainly suspicious timing Mm. And uh, it's very suspicious to, timing yeah yeah very highly suspicious i'll go on to uh what we said about hypocrisy before again going back to what we should call the broken record podcast it's just an expression of dominance of power we can do this you can't because we've got the uh, the police on our payroll and they will do whatever we say hmm. and uh the police have they uh there's always guards outside downing street uh, I yep. don't think they noticed the, uh, the the music playing in the background or, or that uh, Mariah Carey blaring into the early hours of the morning. But um, on the same day as the, the party, which I say allegedly it did, it happened on the 18th of December, three uh, people in London were arrested, were not arrested, were fined that day for um, attending so-called illegal house gatherings. On the same day that the, the um, government is, you know... Eating or eating away themselves and cheese and drinking themselves to death with wine, like you've done this afternoon. It's um, you're nodding in approval. Yeah, that's not good. <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, I don't think anything will happen to the government. It will just no. be another scandal in the books. Nothing's ever brought down the government. Not Hancock. Not now Ferguson. Not when Boris went for a jog. Nothing. Mm. Yeah. No. It's even a bulletproof and. Um... Yeah, and it's uh, I think the the, the, mo- the most telling part, and it's something that I've often spoken about, is this this idea of the the Fleet Street to Downing Street pipeline, um, this um, sort of incestuous relationship between the uh, the mainstream tabloid press or the mainstream print press and the uh, Conservative Party, if not the British government as a whole, is that the Telegraph and I believe the Mail as well have the names of the attendees of a of a party at Downing Street during you know a period where um, Britons were forced to die alone were forced to spend Christmas in solitude um, and they won't release the list of names. Because, you know, chances are, if they did, they would implicate themselves. Yeah. Well, um, Dominic Cummings, the, uh, to- the, he's um, said that pictures of these Christmas parties will, in his words, inevitably get out. So they'll be leaked to the press. I wonder by who. And it will be sort of broadcast onto... Um, broadcast on the news at 10 and for the entire nation to witness. Uh, I'm sure those pictures will be released. More people will uh, resign. Well, they'll, they'll jump, they'll leak before they're, <laughs> they'll jump before they're pushed. Before the push, yeah. and, like, um, like, um, uh, Allegra Stratton, who was yeah. the, uh, the government's sacrificial lamb 
because she had yeah. the misfortune of being um, filmed uh, joking about a party that happened recently. Yeah. Um, I think what, what gets me is, is that footage is around about over a year old now. That's mm. it's only just come to light. And at the time, she was being questioned by journalists who, I'm sure, the journalists that sort of congregate around Whitehall, around Downing Street, in that area, they must know everything that yeah. goes on. They must know who's where, what's happening, what they're talking well, about. Yeah, because the... the How on earth would the news report things otherwise? Because the, the, the foundational myth of the free press is that it's a detached watchdog who holds power to account. Well, you can't have that dynamic between the press and those in power when these people come from the same universities, the same institutions, they're friends, they drink in the same pubs, they break bread together on a regular basis, and now, you know, they spend Christmas partying together. And perhaps most important of all, they're ideological friends. Ideological friends. They, and also, they and take also, the line. Yeah, and, and also, the for the last two years, the, the British government has been the print press's meal ticket, you know, um, we mentioned this, you know, again, broken record, but we mentioned before that the the government is the largest solicitor of ad space in print media in the UK. Well, I mean, you know, like, say, say if I don't know, the Telegraph suddenly decided to go full scorched earth against the government, the government withdraws their advertising. That's, you know, that's one third of their print space gone. Yeah. And um, yeah, going back to... Uh sort of an institution you, you should think is, is a friend but isn't. Just like to have this a case in point of um of Andrew Neil who started that um that countercultural front known as GB News to oppose the establishment and fight against all this progressive wokery. Has recently written a piece for the mail about his uh, support of vaccine passports. Now this is well, just some not, ju- not, not just I mean yes passports. vaccine passports it's... and more. Yeah, yeah, and more, yeah. Yeah, so I'd like to t- touch on vaccine passports. So he's, I think, hiding away in France somewhere. Yeah. And he says he went out for a meal with, with a friend and he says, oh, we, we just tapped in. It was, quote, a minor inconvenience. Right, those words, big bold letters. And um, he just said he doesn't understand why, why people don't want to get it. Now, um, it may be just two seconds of showing a QR code, but the, the, the symbolism of it all you must undergo a medical procedure to exercise basic liberties hmm. which violates the neuroburn code which europe apparently says it loves yeah and um but also also I'm, the I'm, also the 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 public health act um mandatory injection is, is against against uk law yeah and um going back to the rhetoric of how they managed to sort of dodge around that but also when he said it's it's a minor inconvenience when you're one of these unfortunate people, mostly young people, who have adverse reactions to the vaccine, who develop myocarditis. Not really a minor inconvenience then, is it? And even in those age groups where it is more dangerous for them to take the vaccine than it is for them to contract yeah. COVID. And now the evidence yeah. has been firmly approved that it does not prevent transmission at yeah. all. What is the point? Okay, yeah, because because the 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 juggle is this, right? So the upside to taking the vaccine is that my chances of survival are potentially increased by up to 0.04%. Because as somebody who's under the age of 50 and with no underlying health conditions, my chances of dying of COVID are nine 
oh, sorry, surviving COVID are 99.96%. So the upside is my chance of survival increases by 0.04%, potentially. The downside is unknown side effects over um, a five to 10 year period and documented evidence of severe severe side effects in the short term. And also incredibly corrupt pharmaceutical yeah. companies yeah. Like, like Pfizer, who... Um, Pfizer, it, Pfizer it, which is the, the, the most sued company on earth. Yeah. A company that um, has been um, ruled against a plethora of times for misleading consumers over the efficacy of their drugs. Yeah. Who have managed to swindle their way into position where their product is now vi- mandated by law in a lot of places. You know, yeah. It's yeah. I mean, they they rigged their vaccine trial study in a that took place in Texas. A whistleblower told the British Medical Journal that hey, they're falsifying the figures. They're not following up on adverse reactions, and now they've sacked me for calling them out for it. Hmm. And um, the Food and Drug Administration in America has uh, said it's not going to release the the same documents it looked at to uh, approve the Pfizer vaccine for another seventy five years. So, and um, if yeah. you're in one of these countries which have now mandated vaccination, usually it'd be the Pfizer jab because they don't like AstraZeneca in Europe, they're too butthurt over it. And um, so, yeah, you will have to be uh, you're coerced by law to get most likely the, the Pfizer jab, which is probably riddled with side effects, long-term health complications, and it is produced by a heavily corrupt organization. And uh, or if, if you don't do that, you know, you get fined and sent to prison. Yeah, I mean, um, take Austria for, for prisons, right? I mean, you know, I, I've been having a lot of uh, heavy discussions in the office that I work in because, I mean, um, to anyone who, who follows me on Twitter will know that I was recently uh, outed as being unjabbed um, in a meeting. And, you know, people come to me and say, oh, you know, yeah, it's like, it's it's a personal choice. You know, you do this, I do this. We're different, but it's a personal choice. And like, yeah, that's fine. But, I mean, it's not really a personal choice. It's the mafia choice, you know, which, once again, broken record, but it's the mafia choice where you have ostensibly two options, but one will lead to you essentially becoming a second-class citizen. No. Uh, I, I wish you were here last week because me and Curzon were going through the rhetoric spewed by. Oh, I, I was there. I, I, I did. And yeah, you, I, I, you I had, to, I had, to, I know I had exactly. to had to edit it. Yeah. Yeah. So um, thank, again, thank Greek you for thank you for the many pauses. Protection, not punishment. Yeah. <laughs> Go on. Yeah, thank you for the many uh, interruptions. By the way, in in that in that recording, I had to edit. Yeah, <laughs> that took me a while. Right, I was drunker than you. This. This is true, but yes, no. We, we we're in a position where essentially um, every Western government has been strong armed by these corrupt and Machiavellian corporations who are only interested in their bottom line. Instead of Pfizer, care deeply about the vulnerable in society. It's such blatant horseshit. And I'm I, I, apologies to my French, but um, it, it's it's utterly despicable. And again, it does pose questions of who's really in charge here yeah you know because when i when i look at johnson giving in the last few days he's a husk of a man he's an absolute husk he has been bent over backwards had his arm 
pulled around his back and he's been forced into this. By whom? Well, um, just power is so divided, but so unified. You're not being controlled by a spider. You're in a spider's web, so to speak. And um, so rather leaving that point, I would like to sort of jump on more of the the vaccine rhetoric. And um, when we were discussing um, about this episode before we hit record, you um, had a lovely text saying, welcome to the leper colony. And uh, I think that that... That should be a nomination for the, for the title of this episode. Yeah, no, it will be, it will be, yeah. And um, so let's just jump on uh, the words of um, sort of US health tyrant Anthony Fauci, who um, doesn't have any overt political power himself, but his word carries a lot of weight. Mm. It's like a geriatric Nigel, Nigel Ferguson. Mm. Yeah. And so he has said it's his personal belief that the definition of fully vaccinated will morph to include booster jabs meaning broken record again this cycle continues ever ever onwards Pfizer's never going to stop milking the cash it's never going (laughs) to governments will never give up this power and um i'd say by this time well i'd say eight months time it'd be time for the fourth jab and uh, the funniest meme, I said, funniest meme I've seen this year, it's a picture of a Pfizer loyalty card. It's been stamped three times. That's <laughs> just the perfect representation of a sort of corrupt, neoliberal, progressive, atomized culture. Mm. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. And, you know, it takes someone like Fauci, who's been utterly deified by the, uh, the branch Covidians, is someone who, you know, recent revelations have shown that he's rather unscrupulous when it comes to his prior research you know we've seen um uh uh, studies that he's done you know with monkeys where they've been bred purely to be tortured to register their their pain tolerance this is this is not a good person you know um the people who are profiting from most aren't you know aren't people who are earnestly looking out for the the vulnerable anxiety These, these are evil people who are only concerned with their their level of power and their bottom line. And you know, it's it's heartbreaking to see how many people are just blind to this. And I was saying um, in a podcast recently, maybe in the last m- month or so, that any return of restrictions were going to be a massive test for the public. Because, you know, it's when, when they bring back restrictions, what they're doing is they're dipping their toe into the water, right? And the water can either be lukewarm or it can be boiling hot, right? And 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 what that means is that if, say, when they brought back the mask mandate a couple of couple of weeks about a week or so ago, if in mass there had been a massive rebellion, people have just not gone along with it, the government would have known that they are up against a much larger pool of resistance than they already than than they th- than they thought they were. They see that basically the British public have rolled over and showed their belly to the to, to the establishment, and now we're being pushed further because there wasn't that kickback. Yeah, you know, the, the day after the mask mandate, mask went from fairly rare to ubiquitous overnight. Mm. You know, and that's for me. That's why this has been brought in because the public didn't kick back enough. Yeah. Well, the, the public doesn't think it's it's that severe it's not the fault of a ruinous education curriculum and just a blatant disregard for anything which happened 10 minutes ago and um 
yeah, the, the public are completely unaware as, as to what's going on. In the words of Andrew, it's just a minor inconvenience. It's, that's, that's what we're up against. And um, again, the all the government's fear, fear campaigns, which they directly copied from totalitarian states and admitted to, to doing so. And part of that was to infuse what would be considered just mundane behaviour, like putting an appy on your face, to virtuous behaviour. Mm. So the, if you put on a mask, you are a good person. If you get vaccinated, you are being selfless, and it's rather the opposite. Right, because basically what it is, is uh, the vaccination is one's baptism into the new state religion, right? Which is this amalgamation of COVID hypochondria, social progressivism, uh, technocracy. It's this, this, this horrifying mutant beast of a plethora of different, you know, awful strains of thought. Um, and yeah, I mean, yeah, people, you know, people say, oh, you know, I'm just doing my bit, put the mask on. When, you know, if you look at the data coming, you know, if you compare the data of, say, Florida and Texas and Tennessee with uh new york california and france for instance right you'll find that there's absolutely no difference in transmission rates in places that have no mass places that do have mass you know like europe where they they, they they've gone full um COVID tyranny compared that to Scandinavia, which has, you know, per capita, their rates are about the same, if not lower, despite the fact that they have comparatively very few restrictions compared England and Scotland, right? Scotland has mask mandates. It has, um, uh, uh, it does have vaccine passports to a lesser extent than, than, you know, would be, you know, say in France. But again, their COVID numbers per capita aren't lower than that of England, which has only just brought them in. You know, yeah. the, these measures make absolutely no difference. And I say it again, once again, a broken record, but the the, the lack of logic behind any of these choices and the lack of empirical to support these measures brings the question, what else is happening under the surface? Like, what is this to cover for? Because that's the only conclusion that I can come to. Oh, yes, it's it's an excuse. Yeah, excuse for more power. And uh, I'd like to, to go to your statistics. They don't matter to these people. I'm talking about the, the ordinary people. Now, the thing about modern progressive culture that's centred around superhero Marvel movies and built on lethargy and slacktivism is that um, them being heroic is a two-second act of showing a QR code. That's them doing something, well, and it's it's the yeah. modern mindset of I don't really need to be actively making the world a better place. I just have to be seen to be yeah. making the world a better well, place. Because their version of heroism is submission. Mm. You know, yeah, you're heroic if you submit. That's why that's why they wear their mask. That's why they scan their QR codes. That's why they take the knee. You know, but also. On the mask thing, one thing I've noticed recently is that although compliance is very high, enforcement is very low. So, for example, today at the work day, it was in a casino, and I was asked to put on a mask, and I said, "No, no, I'm, I'm exempt." I mean, I'm not. I don't have a condition that makes me exempt, but I said I'm exempt, and they went, "Okay." That was it. Did I swear one? That was it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it is different on where you go, though. I think London Underground. Where I'm going tomorrow, very bloody stringent. 
I'd probably wear a mask there because I can't really afford 200 quid. But, I, um, I went for the tube the other day and I wasn't wearing a mask and nothing happened to me. I, I walked past some uh, British transport piece coppers. Didn't, didn't say words to me. All right. Yeah. I mean, have one on right, just in case, but I mean, you know, you won't be asked to wear one. Mm. Yeah, that's, I mean, that, and that's it. I mean, you know, it's, it's very clear that the vast majority of the public have taken the call aid on this. But you didn't have to. And to, to anyone listening, don't drink the Kool-Aid. Just go about your life. Don't wear a mask. You know, mm. don't get your jab. Like, if you, know, if you don't want to, don't do it. That's it. You know, stand firm because if you do capitulate, you will sign the Faustian Pact and you will never be free. You know, you will be freer if you resist than if you submit for convenience. And if you do decide to resist, then welcome to the leper colony. Well, I couldn't have put it better myself, Sam. Mm. And um, not going to repeat Michael's phrase, but uh, I think that's a good place to mm. wrap up. Yes, well, I will. So on that bombshell, um, it's uh, it's it's been a dark week um, for anyone who is a dissident. Uh, things may get darker. Uh, but hold firm um, and no matter what happens to you uh, we here at Bournebrook have your back so thank you for listening thanks Luke for taking part and we'll see you again next week cheers